2: Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs, across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper.
1: On Exploring Missions, we get to do quite a few interviews, and uh, you try to learn as a host to be careful at saying, oh, this is a favorite or whatever, because it makes those who were interviewed that's not on that list feel less than... But I'm just going to go ahead and say this straight up. This is one of my favorite interviews I've ever had in my life. And uh, you'll hear more about it in just a moment. Then you'll get to hear the interview. But Nathan, God's creation is amazing. And what God values, sometimes we tend to not do that. But it's amazing who God uses and how he uses them but let me say, it's not just humans that God uses. He's used a donkey. He's used a rooster. God's amazing who and what he uses, isn't it?
2: He can use anyone at any time from any background and situation they might have found themselves in to begin with, whatever the past and background might be. God can take someone and he can turn it into good. That's what redemption is, it's taking the bad, turning it into good. And he can take the bad that we've made of our lives, the mess that we've made of our lives, with sin. We don't have control over some of our circumstances, things that we're born into. We don't have control over that. He can even take those things, generational sin, and he can turn it into his glory and our good. And he can rescue us and put us on mission. And that mission then means other people being rescued. So it's a, it's a beautiful picture.
1: It is, and I, I think I'd, I would do good by letting you know what the interview will be so you'll see why we're talking about what we're talking about. At the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting a few weeks ago, uh, I was going through the different booths, and I came to one that got my attention. It said, Canines for Christ, and there were some women, but there I saw three dogs, and those dogs got my attention. I, I love dogs. Uh, raising three boys, we had dogs, and that was a part of their childhood. And we, we loved them, and they loved their dogs, and each one of them had kind of their favorites. And uh, sometimes they would bring some home, <laughs> and uh, we dealt with it. But dogs were a part of that. And when I saw those dogs, it got my attention, and I started talking, and asking, can I interview you? So I, I'm setting that up, so you'll hear the interview later. But I could not help but think how dogs were pictured and treated in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. They were not looked on fondly, were they, Nathan?
2: No, and if you've been to, let's say, other countries outside of the U.S., maybe in, I don't think it's the best term, but you can use the word third world, majority world or developing countries, where I think here in the U.S. we even take it to the opposite extreme, and sometimes it's not healthy either, of how we elevate our canine friends. For pets to have their own store. Yeah, and needing insurance and having an air-conditioned doghouse or whatever. (laughs) Sometimes it might get a little bit out of hand on this side. And so imagine the opposite end of that spectrum in other countries that uh, you may uh, have visited, and you see dogs everywhere. And one thing I notice about like when when I've been to Nicaragua, there's dogs everywhere in the street, just roaming around, and they all look the same. They look this exact <laughs> same dog <laughs> multiplied a gazillion times, and there's not there's not really a sense of a breed or or whatever. So it's kind of strange. You go to Turkey, and it's cats, and people people don't like really. You go to uh, the Muslim world, and you don't see dogs around, but you see cats around. And in, like in Turkey, man, there are there are cats everywhere and people will treat them kindly and they don't bring them into their house because they're wild and feral cats, but they'll still feed them and, and a cat will come to your table if you're eating outdoors at a little cafe and beg for food like a dog would. So it's, it's funny how that works. But yes, dogs were seen as dirty and something to be just looked over or kicked over. And even to this day in the Middle East... People call someone an enemy, they will call them a dog. That's a, one of the lowest insults you can call someone is calling someone a dog.
1: Chuck Swindoll, one of my great heroes of preaching and writing, he'd say he wanted his home to remembered as a place of laughter, fun mm-hmm. laughter. So with that in mind, would you tell us the difference in cat theology and dog theology?
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, and and honestly, it's funny, but it's a good lesson. I think there's some profound truth to it. So there's the story about the owner who has, has a dog, and he loves the dog. He cares for the dog. He feeds the dog. And the dog thinks about the owner, wow, he must be God. But then you have the owner of a cat, and the, the, the owner of the cat loves the cat and cares for the cat and feeds the cat. And the cat thinks, when it thinks about the owner, the cat thinks, hmm, I must be God, (laughs) right? So two different perspectives, and and those that know cats and dogs know, it kind of fits a little bit. It fits. I remember the first time I ever
1: heard that. You shared it, and uh, it came to mind. But dogs were looked on in the Old Testament uh, and New Testament as dirty, unclean. They've kind of outcast, okay? But in our society, and again, you can't overdo it, they have been— Redeemed in a sense. We have dog pounds and they advertise. They'll get on the local television. They'll use the local paper. They'll use the media some way to say, here's this cat or here's this dog that needs a home. And people respond. People say, where'd you get that dog? I got it at the dog pound. I went down there and that's what they've done. So it's kind of a redemption. And the interview that we're going to do today has to do with that dog that was redeemed you'll hear the story in the interview but these became therapy dogs and it is amazing horses and dogs Mm -hmm. at what they can do for people who are troubled you take a dog that has been cared for and loved that dog can bring a smile to the child that's been going through cancer treatment all kinds of difficulties the story of horses They've rescued horses, and they have a rescue ranch, and they bring children or even young adults out who have had issues physically and mentally. There's a bonding that takes place. I find that
2: just—I just love
1: those stories, Nathan. Yeah,
2: I mean, it makes you think back to creation of how God created this world and created animals. He created humans in his own image, but the animals were for the benefit of humans, and We've lost some of that with sin and with the fall, but it's amazing how God can even redeem some of that back to some of his original intention. And, so you know, these
1: things can be used for missions. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what we're talking And yeah, the interview exactly. that we do is someone who had the creativity to see this ministry to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And again, I just want to put out there, this is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I hope you'll listen to it. And I just want to put, I think it's worth sharing with others because I got a feeling there's some people out there that love dogs and loves the Lord. And this ministry brings them together to be a part of the mission work of God. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview. I think you'll be blessed by it, encouraged by it, and I hope you'll tell others to listen to this and see what God might want to do in their lives and use the gifts that they have. We praise God for his redemption in not only creation, but in salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think today on Explored Missions... We may have the most unusual interview that we've had since uh, we started this program. We're going to interview Molly. Now, you say, who is Molly? Well, she's a four-legged guest here on Exploring Missions, and she has a tail that wags, ears that perk up. Yes, it is a dog. <laughs> and you say, how are you going to interview a dog? Well, you remember there was a, a horse that could talk? Mr. Ed. Now, some of you may not remember that story, but it was a show that came out years and years ago. But yes, we're interviewing Jill Powell, who who is part of the ministry of Canines for Christ. And I met her on the floor of the National Religious Broadcasters uh, Forum as we were going by their booth. Being a dog lover, it got my attention immediately, and I started a conversation, and I said, would you please let me interview you? And Jill, (laughs) thank you for letting me interview you.
0: You're welcome, Bert. I'm so glad to be here.
1: And I'm glad you brought Molly.
0: I think she's pretty excited about being here, too. It's a great view. So she's checking out all the birds right now. Yeah, she is.
1: Beautiful, beautiful dog. And I just uh, so appreciative you coming. Tell us about Canines for Christ, Just start your story about Canines for Christ.
0: Okay, I would love to do that. Well, Canines for Christ is a therapy dog ministry. It was founded in 2007 by a gentleman named Chaplain Larry Randolph, and he is in the Tampa, Florida area, and he is still located there, even though this ministry is a national ministry. We are... Throughout the country, um, 37 states and six uh, foreign countries as well. So I guess not only national but an international ministry. 37 states. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't God know that. Uh, God has really blessed us, and we're trying to get into all of the states eventually. Um, but God is opening those doors and just His His timing when He wants us to be there. But uh, the ministry is beautiful in the sense that Chaplain Larry Randolph, when God called him to this ministry, he did not even have a dog at the time. (laughs) So he was like, God, like, what are you up to? Um, I don't even have a dog. They had just recently, um, lost their dog and, um, didn't have a dog at the time. And so borrowed a dog to get the ministry um, started. So, talk about someone stepping out in faith and being obedient, that's um, our founder, Chaplain Larry Randolph.
1: Okay, the next story I want to hear Mm -hmm. is your story. How did Uh, you become a part of it?
0: Okay, so I'm a dog lover, obviously, and uh, we, at the time, my husband and I, we had several dogs, and I was really into dog sports, you know, getting those ribbons and competing, but really God was placing on my heart that I needed to do something that glorified him. And, uh, how could I use my love for dogs and love for, um, for him to reach people? And so my husband and I fervently prayed for like two weeks, show us, show us what you want us to do, um, with this, you know, this calling that he had placed on our lives. And we actually heard canines for Christ on a podcast. And so got me hooked called the next day. Um, At the time, I had another dog that I did therapy work with, called the next day, said, hey, I'm going to get my dog certified and we're signing up tomorrow. So that was about three years ago.
1: Three years ago. And you're out of San Antonio. Out of San Antonio. Beautiful city.
0: Yes. But the Molly story. Yeah, I want to hear. Now, Molly
1: is the dog. Uh, We're here in (laughs) Grapevine, Texas. We're at the hotel here. And again, she, she said, do I need to bring Molly with you? And I said, no, Molly can bring you with her. Exactly. Because we wanted Molly here, and I do want to hear her story.
0: Yes, because you know ex- nobody really knows me. They know Molly. I'm the person at the end of the leash. So, But for Molly, so our original dog, we've retired from therapy dog work. Didn't really know what we were going to do and how we are going to continue in this without a dog. And uh, I was out and about with my friend. Just out for the day, we decided that we are going to stop at a feed store, Strutty's, because we needed to pick up some things from there. And here's this little dog, about 10 months old, out in full sun in a crate, looking very, very sad. And so we went inside and we're like, hey, what's the deal with the dog out in the hot sun in the crate? They said, oh, she was running down the highway that they're um you know, against and very busy highway actually. And we were like, so what are you going to do with the dog? And they were like, well, nobody, the dog's not microchipped. The dog doesn't have a collar. Um, if nobody takes it, we're calling a shelter and it was a kill shelter as well. So, um, I took a picture of Molly, texted my husband and, He's and at the time we had three other dogs and he actually said, <laughs> bring her home. And then I had to call him and say, did I text the right person? Because my husband doesn't normally just say, bring home a fourth dog. Right. So I was the one that said, no, 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 we can't take this dog. We can't take this dog. Got back in the car with my friend, drove around for about 20 minutes. And my friend's like, you need to go get that dog. So we went back and if if we had been five minutes later, someone was going to take, decided they would foster the dog and give the dog, you know, a right. home until they were able to find a forever home. And we said, no, 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 we want, I want the dog. I want the dog. And she really has been an amazing uh, therapy dog. Uh, mm-hmm. Trained her very quickly in about four months, um, to do the work that she does and just does a phenomenal job, uh, job. So we really call her our God's dog, um, uh, because we were looking, we didn't know we were looking for another dog, yes. but God had other plans. Okay.
1: <laughs> Tell us a little bit about therapy dogs and what they do.
0: All right. So therapy dogs, um, they provide love and support and comfort uh, for those that are maybe under a lot of stress or grieving or even um, in schools where children that are low readers need to gain confidence in their reading skills. Uh, Children will read to the dogs to gain that confidence. So really, therapy dogs come in just to step into that that gap or that space um, to provide people encouragement and love and care that, you know, only dogs can do because their love is unconditional okay. and they see way beyond what we see through our eyes. Uh,
1: I didn't know if I was going to tell it or not because Devin's a cat lover, our producer, <laughs> but you take a dog and care for it, feed it, you know, pet it give it shelter, that dog thinks you're God. Mm-hmm. You take a cat and you take it and feed it, pet it, and, you know, give it shelter, that cat <laughs> thinks it's God. Yeah, exactly. Heaven's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. laughing at it, and I don't know what he is. He's our producer sitting by us. But, okay, how does the gospel work with Canines for Christ?
0: So I think that's the beauty, uh, the beauty, beauty, excuse me, of our ministry is there's a lot of great therapy dog organizations out there, but we want to be ministry first. So we want to offer the ministry of presence and by our presence with our alongside of our dogs and our dogs breaking down those barriers, then through those conversations and through those relationships, we are presented the opportunity to present the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: And so with people who are grieving, they're hurting, mm-hmm. a lot of times the communication with humans is very slack, but a dog comes in, a therapy dog, and they give the love and the dog returns, does it open up doors for the human to be able to speak oh, to them then?
0: Um, absolutely. Absolutely. We've seen that time and time again. We we have stories from all over the country where they without that dog being present, um, there would not have been the opportunity to share, um, you know, not only the the recipient being able to share and open up as they pet the dog and that hurting and that grief and that stress kind of melts away. Yes. You know, we, we know that. about yeah. um, that with our dogs. Then them being um, able to open up and share their stories, and then in turn, can we pray for you? How can we share the gospel with you? It's just, uh, it's supernatural, you know. Okay. Only, only um, well, God, God can create. Well, that. see,
1: you're combining two of mm-hmm. God's greatest, two of God's, the two God's greatest act, creation, redemption. So Amen. So you're using the dog, one of God's creation. Mm-hmm. To bring the redemption that only Christ can give, it's a pretty good combination, Amen. Jill. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I, I hope. I mean, that just blesses me to hear mm-hmm. that. And let me ask this: When you are involved in this, the dog stays at your home. Do they call in, or is it a website? How do they contact you in order for for Molly to give the therapy?
0: Well, it, you know, probably all of the above. So we have people contacting the ministry throughout the country and we'll deploy teams, um, send teams out to those requests. If we have teams in that area, um, In San Antonio, a lot of our teams go and seek out opportunities. They feel that God's called a certain population or a certain facility on um, their hearts. And so they will go and approach that facility and say, hey, I would like to offer this ministry to you. And usually when you show up and you've got your dog, um, you're not turned away very often. So (laughs)
1: well, I, I would say this is I was making my rounds on the floor. Of the NRB, where all the booths are, mm-hmm. uh, you guys got more attention than most folks.
0: Yeah, you know yeah. That, those. dogs, yeah. <laughs> The only
1: time I've ever seen it at an NRB meeting was the time that w- there's people here that b- bought a gold a golden eagle.
0: And oh, well, it that's was pretty impressive. On someone's arm, <laughs> yeah,
1: and that got some attention as well. But those three dogs that you you guys have have. Brought here has rendered a lot of attention to the canines for Christ.
0: Yes, yep. All the materials behind us, but the real, the real show happens in front of our in front of our booth with the dogs. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it makes me want to need something for therapy. Now well, there I, you, you know,
0: go. Well, just come on by. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay.
1: Then I wanted to follow up with the other. People that are in San Antonio, your specific thing, Mm -hmm. are most of them like you just dog lovers, loves the Lord, and they want to combine those two things to minister to people?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've got about approximately 60 teams in San Antonio. 60 we're in San Antonio. Of, we're one of the larger chapters around yeah. the country. So most of our volunteers are based in Florida and Texas. Um, but again, we do have volunteers all over the country.
1: Okay, you're in 37 states. If somebody wanted to know if they had a group in their state that they could join, is there a website or something that they yes. could find out more information?
0: Yes. So on our website, it's canines. You need to spell out the word canines. The that number is C-A-N-I-E-S?
1: C-A-N-I-E-S?
0: Yes, sir. Oh,
1: wow. I knew it wasn't feline. It was canines. <laughs> no, Don't right. Okay. And
0: then number four, the actual number four, and Christ.org. And on where we serve, if you go under that tab there is a map, Mm -hmm. and it shows you where all of our volunteers um, are located by state. If you want to know specifically if we're in your hometown, then just send us a contact request, and we'll look that information up for you.
1: So if they're not in your state and somebody listening to this wanted to start one in their state... Would they go to the same website and just follow through with yes. information? Yes,
0: leave a contact request, and um, I will probably be the one talking with them. I'm the director of membership for okay. Canines for Christ, so would love I love talking about the ministry and how you can get involved. And um, we even have a new junior handler program that we're super excited about as well.
1: What's that like now? Tell so us that, the junior
0: a... handler program... We've always encouraged families to, right. to serve together, but our junior ho- handler program specifically for fifth through 12th grade students, they serve alongside their parents. But what's really cool about this is they get their own shirt, they get their own um, business cards yeah. with their dogs on it, and um, they're able to earn certificates for memory, uh, scripture memorization visits with their dogs, community service. Um, Our program director also has a monthly newsletter that goes out. She teaches uh, virtually dog tricks so that the youth can learn to engage with people. And um, so we just really are excited about that program because not only is it raising up the next generation of therapy dog handlers, it's raising uh, the next generation of believers. Uh
1: You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that someone's listening that's in one of the states that you're not in, and they are dog lovers, they love the Lord Jesus, and they want to combine this creation-redemption ministry that God has raised up and say, we need that, because I've wondered how God could use my love for my Mm -hmm. dog in such a way. That's a neat story. Jill. Yeah.
0: It's it's been a huge blessing um, in my life and in my family's life and we're just really proud to be ambassadors for Christ. And it started when
1: you ask Lord how can I combine my love for dogs? You were were you show a do- showing your dogs in competition or out Yes. Yes, uh-huh. that's what so you were very
0: doing. into dogs, obviously. Yeah, obviously Lo- love dogs, but um, love God more and love people. And so how can you combine all of those passions into one? And Canines for Christ answered all of those for us. The
1: three dogs that you had before Molly came along, do you still have them? Or are they...
0: Yes. That
1: you still you still have the four dogs.
0: We have five dogs. Oh, you've added to your family. We've added yes, and Rocco, our fifth dog, is a therapy dog as well. He just did not come with us, okay. and he has a story. Um, he's a rescue as well. Pulled him out of a, a backyard infested with fleas and ticks. Saw great potential in him. Never thought I'd own five dogs in my entire life, but you know God has a sense of humor, and uh, here we are. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got to ask this is one, uh, I would say, uh, breed... Better for therapy than others, or you never know what they're going to come from? They may be a mixed breed, or is it? Right. I just wondered. Yeah, I mean, mean, that's the kind of, you know, most of us have favorite kinds of dogs. Right. We wonder, hey, is my dog
0: a candidate for that? Right. Um, So all of ours are rescues, so all of ours are mixes. But um, traditionally, I guess you would say golden retrievers, um, the labs, doodles are pretty big now into the therapy the golden doodles and those kind of things. But we don't have any um, breed specification. If God is calling that handler and that dog to this ministry um, and they're equipped for that, then we want them to be a part of what we're doing.
1: Wow. I, I just want to thank you. I wish Molly could answer my questions, <laughs> but we're going to let you just do that. All right. I asked if she could bark on command and... Uh, Devin said no, but she's silent on command. She's, been, amen. Here. Yes. she's been here the whole time <laughs> and not made any of those noises that sometimes we hear on my other program that I'm a part of <laughs> on exploring the word. And uh, but here she's been so well mannered. Well, thank you. And those of you, you that are wondering, should that be you're grieving, you're hurting, uh, a child that is having difficulty. Uh, I've heard of the horse therapy that mm. is able to do that. And it seems like the rescue dogs, they they may have a heart for rescuing people. Amen. The way. Amen. Yeah. does mm-hmm. That that sounds like the story that I'm hearing from right. you. Right. And you may want to be a part of this ministry, K9s for Christ. And that's K9, spell that out, the, the number four, Christ. Yep. And uh, that'll get you there, get you started to say, hey, that's something I can do. And uh, we're so excited about it. Glad you were able to come and make this uh, interview possible, Jill.
0: Yes. Thank you, Bert, for having us.
1: You've been listening to Jill Powell, Canines for Christ, her dog, Molly, by her side. And we say thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. And we pray that God would raise you up. It may not be Canines for Christ, but it may be something unusual interest that you have that God has in store for you. So be alert just the way Jill was and say, Lord, how can you combine my love for dogs and my love for you? He did a wonderful job. I think you will do a wonderful job for you who are listening. So thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on AFR.